Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Coming up on a Friday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Save that. Save that. All right, my friends, we are halfway home on a Friday. Ben and Woods, 97.3, the fan. Uh, great to be here with you. Yeah, I got a little fired up in that last segment about Rob Manfred and Josh Hader. Uh, you know, two guys that it's I, – I, I really don't like bagging on guys when they're gone. I think we bagged on him plenty when, when he was here, you know, as far as how that last season ended up. But we can get more into that if you want to. Um, not like there's a ton of other stuff to talk about. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, the executive producer, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. And um, it's just a tough, it's a tough thing to think about. You know, having your your teammates going, man, this would be an ideal spot for a Josh Hader. And Josh saying, well, I mean, you never know. I could have blown the game. Well, but yeah, like, like if Manny Machado boots a ball at third. I, I'm better with him booting a ball at third than Matt Batten playing third and booting a ball. I want to I want to lose with my best guys on the field if I got to lose every time. I, and, and I want just, to hear Padres fans have to say about yeah. those comments. What you just heard? Oh, did uh, you ask for calls? I, I did. Didn't catch yeah, that. yeah. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. I mean, we don't have to take them instantly, but we're getting people starting to call right. in, and I, I feel like there's going to be some reaction to those comments. Uh, we have our Tier 1 tour continuing later this hour. It is the New York Mets turn as we preview each team counting down until uh, opening day for the Padres. Today, Casey Stern of the Unfiltered Podcast will be with us at 8.35 this morning. We'll talk a little New York Mets. Big Mets guy. Rindle Report at 9 o'clock and then um, we'll give you our our Super Bowl picks. Now, I don't think mine is worth anything. Paulie won our picks game, so obviously he knows what he's talking about. Obviously. But I'm you have already teased. You have put your money where your mouth is on this, and a lot. Shut up! Yes, you know it's very. You, min- you said that was you off said, the air. You said <laughs> off you the put air. Your money. I said yes. That was off, off the, the air. air. Oh my god! Oh, you're in trouble. Uh, now we know why you didn't want to go to a Super Bowl party, though. I'm curious who you picked, though, and have uh, this much faith in. If I'm ever running from the law, the last person I'm going to tell is Ben. I know where he is. He's right over there. Hey, I didn't officer, know. Did he, he's over here, here he is. Was I not supposed to say anything? Just 
You didn't tell me it's, not to say anything. It's, that's private business. It's my own private. If I wanted to share it on the air, I would have. Huh. Tell you who I picked. Here comes the here comes the text. I guarantee you. Bet Everyone bets on the Super Bowl. That's not unusual. No, oh, there it is. <laughs> What'd you say? <sighs> dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Now I'm pouring sweat. God dang it. Sorry. Damn it, Ben. Sorry. I, did, I thought that was on here. It was that off you mentioned the air. That. that was off, was the, off air. the air. It's yes. so confusing when we're just talking the whole four if hours. the blue what's, light is on. What's, 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 on. Air, what's off the air? God. It can, be, it can be difficult to... I didn't realize. I thought that was something you said in our open today. All right. Just so you know, if it, if he winds up in the back of a trunk Wait, with a rat in his mouth, you know who did what it. What are we talking about? Like... Ten thousand dollars? No, God, no! Come on, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. No, no, no. Exactly. It's enough to make you uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. And it's enough to make me uncomfortable. Ten dollars is enough to make me uncomfortable. So, oh, good, good idea. New segment: Ben reads private texts. (laughs) (laughs) You're on Ben and Woods. Ben spills the beans. Should he have to eat a bean for that? I think the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. You bean spiller. Where's the bean? It's right here. I thought we were going to take some phone calls. I can wait. I get to spin it. (sighs) Dead fish again. This is wild. It's like every time. (laughs) It's so weird. This one's got a lot of spice to it. That's not dead fish color. Yeah, it is. I don't think so. Right there, right? I say you just pick a bean. I'll just pick. I'll just randomly pick any bean. It's either good or bad. What, what could it be? I don't know. Let's see that red. This red one. Uh, old bandage. Oh. <laughs> or or I'm gonna throw up. pomegranate. Both are hideous. So if it's old bandage, I might throw up. Mm, it's a bandaid. Yes. It sure does. You right. Like? You bandaid. Like you're chewing on a bandaid. Like a. Band-Aid. Like an old bandage? Well, yeah, he's about to throw up. <laughs> if I saw Scraby put that Thai food down. I wonder if he could just take all of these and eat them all in one fell swoop. Still there. Still there. That's what happens. You rat out, rat out your friends. Oh, there's the aftertaste. Oh, he's going to... Is, is this worse than the fish? No, but bad. <laughs> I'm stuck in my teeth now. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, I just got a text from our friend Jeff Hamby. He wants to know when you'll be uh, letting everybody know about Boomer and Valenti. Just for the record, I did. I just got a text from him. Right now, actually. Okay. Um, I know it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. The wait is almost over. 7 o'clock tonight. Boomer Esiason and Mike one. Valenti. I think so. I don't think they, since they preview games, my guess is this will be the last one they can preview. Tonight on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Casamigos Tequila, Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it, and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Say the farmer's dog. You know how the the pharmacy (laughs) aisle smells that has the Band-Aids? That's what that tastes like. He's washing it down with iced coffee, by the way, which is an interesting, interesting combo. Anything's better. That's really bad. Was it really bad? Yeah, I thought it wasn't going to be that bad, but... Elisa says, uh, nothing touches the Band-Aid flavor. I brushed, flossed, ate all kinds of strong-tasting foods, etc. Enjoy your day. Mm -mm. Spill the beans, eat some beans is the new (sighs) bit on Bed and Woods. (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's go out to the phones. Uh, Reacting to Josh Hader's comments uh, yesterday, 
833-288-0973. We got Mike on the line. Mike, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. What's up, boys? How What's up, buddy? Doing? Good. How you doing, man? So I'm going to talk about Josh Hader, but I also want to pivot to talk about the Dodgers layaway situation. Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So Josh Hader, obviously, he's a jerk, always has been a jerk. The tweets, I mean, are we really surprised? Honestly, are we really surprised about how stupid he is and also how much of a jerk he is? No, we shouldn't be surprised. Correct? Yeah, I mean, not our problem anymore. That's kind of how, that's the sentiment I saw last night is like, all right, Houston, enjoy this. And I do think our boss, Adam, made a really good point in in our group chat last night. He said, so basically, Josh Hader signing with Houston, that's going to cost Ryan Presley, according to Josh Hader, the chance to get saves and get paid. Now, Ryan Presley's comments were like, I'm so happy to have him here. I want to go win a World Series. And I think, I I do believe that. From Ryan Presley, I do. I, I there are guys. It, that, it also will cost him some money. It will cost him some money. But there's no doubt about it. That's part of the game. If there's someone better than you oh. on the team, All you day. you may be a great player. You may be a great first baseman. But if they have a better first baseman than you, you're not going to get as many opportunities. That's exactly. That's right. part of you know making your bag in Major League Baseball is you got to do well on the field. You got to get on the field too. Yeah, and that means you have to outperform some of your teammates at the same time. Now let's talk layaway. All right, so let's talk layaway. So last week, I'm driving up to Harris, going for a weekend with my wife, and I get a call. I pick up, and it's a weird number, and I think, oh, hey, it's Arturo from the Dodgers, blah, 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 blah. What? You want to buy tickets. Like ticket sales rep. Correct. Yeah, yeah. you want to buy, like, you enjoyed your time at Dodger Stadium. You want to buy more tickets. And I started laughing, just just hilariously laughing. And he's like, sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I said, I think this is hilarious that you guys are begging Padres fans to buy tickets. Uh-huh. I said, I have season. Well, first of all, I said, I have season tickets to the Padres. I'm, I'm not interested. And he keeps going. And, of course, that's his job. I get it. He has a script, whatever. But he keeps going. And I just said, do you know how hilarious this is to me right now that you're begging and you're shilling to Padres fans to buy tickets because you know you have Shohei Otani on layaway, you have Yamamoto on layaway. You know it's like Walmart up there apparently, and so now they're begging Padres fans you, for tickets. And you have like you have a San Diego number or is it LA area code? Like there's what's the reason? Six, that- six one nine would till you die, baby. All right, so so I'm assuming you went to a game at Dodger Stadium, which is not uncommon for a, a another fan to go to another it's stadium. Been, it has been years <laughs> that since I bought tickets. See, the, the they're watching everything, man. They were they're watching. They don't everything. throw away those. They don't throw away those data you, those yeah. databases, buddy. It's insane. It's insane. So it's probably three, four, five years ago that I bought tickets. More than that, it had to have been before the pandemic. Either way, they're contacting me. I used to live in L.A. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe. But, yes, the Dodgers The Dodgers can't sell out games. Their fans are hilarious. Ken Rosenthal is a punk. Josh Hader's a punk. Getting them all I'm out. Oh, man, look at that. Rack them up, I mean, The Dodgers do finish first in attendance every single year. I mean, they do. Factually, that's true. Now, percentage-wise, I think Petco Park might have been a great job. more there full. 
But they're drawing from 16 million people yeah, in the I mean, Los Angeles area. They absolutely should. should. 20 million now, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a big city. It'd be embarrassing if they weren't the, the <laughs> most well-attended team in yeah, baseball. For sure. But you don't really need to start trying to throw your fishing lines down into yeah, San Diego. Don't, don't you have point. enough uh, hot leads to cold call in the L.A. area? Like, I'm assuming you've, you've like, called all 20 million people. He tells his boss in the that, Southland, and the guy's like, that buddy, there's can... no way you ripped through this thing. <laughs> Trust me, there's no way you got through this. Well, I started hitting these 619 numbers now that I've gone through 213, I, I left a lot 310, of, and the leaving, nine other area codes that they have up there. I've been leaving voicemails like crazy. <laughs> That's a great call. Thank you, Mikey, for that. Uh, yeah, not the not the season ticket reps. The guy's just doing his job, but it is funny that uh that that they're they're reaching down here for for some people to uh to come come up to Dodger games. I'm gonna pass. Um I am excited. Uh we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They did announce the plans for the Peter Seidler celebration of life, March twenty third at Petco Park. I uh, love the patch they're gonna be wearing, the PS yeah, and the heart it. looked really good, designed by uh, Peter's children, which I think will make it a even more special thing, and um, I'm I'm excited to see because they're going to give away ten thousand of those patches yeah. to people who attend the celebration of life. The first ten thousand fans, I would think that all season long, everyone's going to be putting them on their their hats and and their jerseys, and we're going to see a ton of those around Petco Park, which will make uh, which will fill my heart, mine too, with a little PS as I'm, well. I'm sure both uh, of my little guys will have it on their backpacks for school. That's where we put all their patches that they get. Um, but no, it's it's a really cool thing, and and I think you made the point yesterday, or somebody did, of you know, it's a good reminder, good reminder for those guys. Not that you know that we'd love we'd love to see a Disney movie come out of this, right? You know the heart on their heart on their sleeve. We'd love to see it. It it's, don't count on it, right? Obviously, but it is a good reminder of of how to live and how to be. And we were talking earlier about Rob Manfred and his you know pretty dastardly comments and how pleased he was that Peter Seidler's Padres didn't make it uh, to the the little contest that they have at the end of the year. And that's one thing that I think Padre fans are going to miss the most. The um, the desire to do things differently, and again, we need to give this current administration a chance and see uh, what happens. That being said, you knew where where Peter's head was at. Like, what do I got to do? I'm I'm down to do that, and that is just a rare thing in an owner. Uh, plus, to be the kind of this is like the third time we've said the word altruistic uh, on the show today, but to be the kind of altruistic person uh, that he was. Um, I love that, and and I can't wait to get my own. That is going to be some sort of week, which is uh, just uh, like a five, six weeks away. It's amazing how fast this is going to go. I was just thinking, we're going to be we're less than two weeks away from the first spring training game. I mean, not just pitchers and catchers reporting this Sunday, but they're playing the Dodgers on the twenty second of February. It's February 9th right now. So in thirteen days, they'll be playing a game. We'll be and, out there two weeks from Sunday. Yep. Which and then just two weeks after that, they're on their way to to Korea on March thirteenth. So you know, as soon as March gets here, they're less than two weeks from departing for their first two games. So they'll play that twentieth and twenty first Wednesday and Thursday in Korea. Fly back. Saturday will be the celebration of life for Peter Seidler. Sunday will be Fan Fest. Monday and Tuesday they have exhibition games against the Seattle Mariners at Petco Park. Wednesday is a day off. They'll do their probably day before workout. Opening day is Thursday of that week. That is going to be a a whirlwind eight days for Padres fans 
coming up. And uh, speaking of spring training, we're going to give away another pair of tickets to the Peoria Sports Complex, our last one this week, and qualify another listener for the grand prize drawing that includes the uh, Southwest Airlines flight, the hotel stay as well for our grand prize winner. We'll get to that coming up next. Do not go anywhere. Ben and Woods continuing after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Of, uh, baseball notes that we haven't gotten to yet this morning. The Rangers avoided arbitration with uh, Adelis Garcia agreeing to a two-year contract extension, so they buy out two of his arbitration years. I guess that's the rule. If you if you don't beat the deadline for the arbitration numbers, <laughs> if you want to sign someone, you have to do a two-year deal. So they won't go to that arbitration process that Josh Hader was not a big fan of with the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, the other note, just this morning, uh, Corey Kluber, two-time AL Cy Young Award winner and uh, one-time draft pick of the San Diego Padres, announced his retirement uh, following a 13-year career on social media today. Had a uh, couple of spectacular seasons in 2014 and 2017 with the Cleveland then Indians uh, winning his pair of Cy Young Awards. Finishes with a 116 and 77 record and a 3.44 career ERA in 271 
games. Klubot, man, really, when he was locked in, really fun guy to uh, to watch pitch. Wasn't the most overpowering guy. Could move it, spot it. Uh, really, really fun dude. Had the no-hitter a couple years ago, which was insane. A, a, a guy who uh, Ruben Niebla had a lot to do with his development yeah. as a starter and someone who Michael King, new Padres pitcher, kind of has looked up to to emulate yeah. as a role model and the reason why he's so excited about working with Ruben Niebla here with the Padres. Traded for Ryan Ludwig, yes? What I believe a, that was the, the Corey Kluber trade, right? How did that work out? Not great, Bob. Did Bob. We, we didn't win that trade? We did not win that trade. That was one of the, uh, goes in the L column. Ryan, it was a three-way, three-way deal. deal. Yeah, uh, the yeah Cleveland got prospect Corey Kluber with the um, Jake Westbrook to the Cardinals and Ryan Ludwig going to the San Diego Padres. It's tough, man. Tough, tough scene that trade. <laughs> you're still uh, you're still hot about the Padres trade with the Dodgers. The River you're Ryan never going. You're, you're never. You're not going to get over that one, right? <laughs> I'm going to just be at spring training. I'm going to be. And who did the Padres get for that one? Matt not even, not the, even Matt Batten. Not, not even Matt, Matt, Matt Batten. Matt Beatty. <laughs> Matt Beatty is maybe the worst baseball player I've ever seen in my life. Maybe. It's, he's He did nothing here. Nothing. I didn't like the look of him. didn't <laughs> like the cut of his jib. I think he was stealing signs and playbooks and inside information, feeding it back to Chavez Ravine. And River Ryan is like, oh, look at this kid. He's going to be a top 100 he wasn't, player. I mean, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't a fairly highly regarded prospect at the time of the trade, but he has played his way into becoming Matt a higher prospect now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Matt Beatty. That was an A.J. Preller. The Corey Kluber, by the way, that no, was not an A.J. Preller. That, that was before many, many years ago. A.J. Preller's time back in 2010. So you can't blame A.J. for that one. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have had Corey Kluber's career rather than Ryan Ludwig, who actively made the Padres like worse, it seemed like, that season. They came close. They ended up losing out to the San Francisco Giants. Yep. You'll remember the last day of the season, they needed to sweep the Giants in San Francisco to force a tie and a game 163. And they won the first two games of that series but then lost on the final day of the season as the Giants won the division and went on to win the first of their three World Series titles of that decade. Mm. Padres could have stopped them right then and there. Never would have been a dynasty. Maybe they never win the other two if they don't win that first one. You're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Matt Beatty is uh, is is one of the tougher tougher guys that you had to look at in a Padres uniform. I was thinking, though, I mean, I was – Last night when I tweeted that, I'm like, God, we traded this guy for a less than mediocre spy. I was thinking, though, I'm like, where are the di- – now, I know that we need help, and I, we need help in the outfield and whatnot, but, like, even that, that's that's out of the realm of possibility. Like, where are the David Dahls of the season, though, Ben? David Dahl, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the game of baseball, walked up to us at spring training. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm David Dahl. I'm new here. We're like, hey, we're Ben and Woods. Nice to see you, buddy. Cheering for you. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think now is when you probably want to start looking for – one of those David Dahl types that's floating around out there. But, oh, there was a, another move I tweeted about yesterday, Benny, a little proof of life. They uh, added a guy. Let me find it real quick so that I don't make a bigger ass out of myself. Here we go. San Diego Padres have signed Mitchell Miller to a minor league contract. Pitcher is an 8-4 and four record along with 80 strikeouts throughout his minor league career. Left-hander. Name-wise, so. I feel like that's that could be a successful pitcher. Mitchell Miller. Mitchell Miller. Mitch Miller. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds tough. Um, also, uh, all the 
Looks like all the baseball writers are at uh, Dodgers camp this morning for their first day of workouts. Yep. Uh, did come out. I think the numbers on Clayton Kershaw's deal oh, what was it? were revealed. $12 million if he meets certain incentives and comes back. Now, Clayton said, I'm thinking maybe July, maybe August. I, I don't know that that would give you a, a tremendous amount of confidence when there's kind of a hesitant answer that he's hoping to get back sometime after the All-Star break. is. There's not a lot of season left once you get to August. Um, I mean, maybe that's a good thing for Clayton Kershaw. You saw how he performed in a short season before. The postseason will still feel like made. Hundred percent. So, May, May Kershaw's pretty damn good. So I mean, you take that. Uh, you take that all the time. But guys, it's twelve million bucks. It's a it's a drop in the bucket uh, for them. So they can uh, afford to do that and play the waiting game with Clayton Kershaw until he's ready to go. And you know, as much as I don't like the Dodgers, I think that's the right move for them. And and he needs to finish his career in that uniform. Dodgers on the field this morning. Padres will join them on Monday morning uh, for their first workout, and we'll have Sam's Sammy Spring Training on with us. Sam Levitt uh, will be with us from Peoria, Arizona, uh, all spring long. Uh, so for the first couple every of weeks, day. he'll join us every day. And then we'll be out there for uh, for three shows at the end of February. And I'm not sure. Do we know when Gwen and Chris are they heading out as I don't well? I believe they are. They're not. It's just because of the, the short spring training. Yeah, I think right. we're the only. Sammy's going to be there, and we're going to go there for our three days, get as many interviews in as possible, and then come back. And by that point, it's almost time for the season to start. Very fast. Can't wait, man. All right. Uh, if you want to join us out in spring training, give away a couple of tickets courtesy of the Peoria Sports Complex right now. Call 833-288-0973. Let's make it the – how many lines do we have? Six? Six caller today wins the two-pack of tickets uh, to a game in Peoria and entered into the grand prize drawing, which is the two tickets, a Southwest Airlines gift card, and a one-night hotel today, all made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com if you want to make plans to join us out at spring training here over the next month or so. Can't wait, buddy. All right, we'll come back. Our Tier 1 Tour, Day 3. We are still in the NL East. The New York Mets are our next team we're going to look at as we count down toward opening day. Casey Stern, our regular uh, Mets correspondent, host of the Unfiltered Podcast, going to join us to talk a little Mets baseball coming up next year with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Uh, congratulations to Juan, who won the spring training tickets. And uh, Juan also wanted to let me know. He is the uh, softball coach at Hilltop High that's School. That's right. Uh, good luck to the, uh, the Hilltoppers this season. Uh, they have uh, tryouts tomorrow. So, Tier 1s, if you want to try out no, for the Hilltop I, no, softball no, no, team. No, 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 no. Well, Show no, no, no. up, no? It's no, not a Tier 1 tryout. We've already done open, that. It's not an open tryout. <laughs> Correct. Good luck, Juan. Just for Hilltop high schoolers. I would imagine. Oh, well, good luck anyway. Then. Yeah, good luck anyway. All right, uh, we got Casey Stern standing by. We will continue. Fire up the tour bus, continue our the Tier 1 tour. Is, I just talked to Casey. He seems as upset as we are with the uh, lack of hot stove this offseason. Okay. <laughs> it's been bad. Good. It's. I mean, the Mets and the Padres were the offseason stories last year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not so much this, this so go-around. So we'll so talk to all. Casey Stern right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Out of gas? We're of waiting. Course. Are we out of gas? No, we're not. Well, we're waiting. There it is. There it is. Got a little nervous. Like Chevy Chase and his family on our road trip across the country. That's right. Pile into the bus. The family truckster. We are heading to the Big Apple today. The New York Mets, our next team, and our Tier 1 tour as we count down to opening day. Uh, one team, each show, all the way until the Padres opener against the Dodgers in Korea. And joining us, one of our absolute favorites from the Unfiltered Podcast, always great Mets talk with Casey Stern with us right now on 97.3 The Fan. Casey, good morning. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. How are we? Doing great, man. It's uh, one of those weird off-seasons for a couple of teams where your biggest move that gets your fan base the most excited is when you hire an executive. And uh, I, think yeah. that, I think that, like... But there's an assumption, then, that the executive yeah. that you just hired is going to do something. Do something. Right. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the, the New York Mets, I think, you know, we'll see. We'll see how David Stearns does um, with the Mets. But he got everyone really excited a few months ago. And then they've had, I, I would call it, I, I've been watching a little bit, Case, and saying, oh, they signed him? Oh, they they got him too. That's weird. That seems like a weird move. It's been a weird off season for him in his in his first uh, go around. Yeah, I, I mean the way I look at it is, and these two things guys are in a parallel line. I'm trying to explain this to Met fans. They're doing a thing that should kick everybody off because you're in New York, because you're supposed to win, because Steve Cohen came there and told you about championships. But at the same time, they're doing the right thing. I think David Stearns, when he came in there, clearly said to that ownership, hey, look, uh, understand this. If you think I'm the right guy and I want to be here, I'm coming to do what's right for the franchise, and we're nowhere near close. Because at the end of the day, if you're a Padre fan, you got to be better than the Dodgers. If you're a Met fan, you got to be better than the Braves. And right now, the difference between uh, the Braves and the Mets, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, more than, than – the miles that separate the two cities. I mean, that's how much different those rosters look, top to bottom, not only big league level guys, but in the system, the way the contracts are situated, all of that. So I think, you know, David Stearns came in and basically said, hey, look, we're going to slow play this, and we're going we're gonna to make moves where guys like Manaya that maybe we could deal with the deadline. We're not going to spend a lot of money, and we're going to kind of hang tight a little bit and see what our kids can do. And that's not a New York thing to do. And we just saw the antithesis of that over the last three, four years. So I get why Mets fans are ticked off. I understand why people are sitting there and they're kind of you know, looking at the Mets and saying, eh. 
but they're an eh roster. And I think at least they're being honest about that rather than spending money that's not going to get you to a postseason anyway. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm looking at some of the deals. They got Bader on a one-year deal, Severino, uh, one-year deal, Jorge Lopez, one-year deal, Joey Wendell, one-year deal, uh, Austin Adams, I think was just released. Uh, but yeah, they, they've made some, they've made some interesting moves. Now again, we're different, uh, markets, we're different teams entirely case, but like, I'm looking at a couple of those moves going, well, I mean, there's a couple guys the Padres could use in there, certainly. So, uh, it has been slow here as well. You're hoping that when you're in a situation like the Mets and Padres are in, where you went for it and it didn't work out, and you got to back up the truck, not to put all the money in, but away from that postseason, that at least you're kind of making a fair and honest assessment of what the roster is. And fans don't like that because they're not happy either way. They don't want to spend bad money. But at the same time, Verlander and Scherzer were about to celebrate their 55th birthdays with this team, and that wasn't going to get them anywhere <laughs> anyway if they didn't do it in one season. So for me, this is kind of the right thing. And all the guys you mentioned, I throw Manaya in there too, These are all guys that they can deal if they perform well in the first half of the season. Then you try and kind of net gain and build more off of that. But this is probably a seller at the deadline. It's probably around a 500 team. You got a new manager who's never managed at the big league level, despite the fact that Mendoza is highly touted as a great baseball man and somebody who's accredited in terms of his time that he's put and the dues that he's paid. And they're just not ready yet. The biggest question that needs to be answered is what's going to happen with Pete Alonso because that is a long-term question that is still right now saddling headline front and center for this franchise. Casey, here in San Diego, the Padres uh, obviously have been lowering their payroll from the record number that it was last year. Uh, some might say slashing, others might call it a retrenchment to, to more responsible figures. But we've had to kind of read between the lines. There's never been any official announcement as to what the target is or, or what the actual plan is. Do the Mets, does David Stearns, like, I know that they cleared some salary with some of the deadline deals, but do you know what their idea is? Are they going to try to get down luxury tax? Is it even possible for the Mets to do something like that, considering how much they committed and how much they have spent in recent years? Yeah, considering what they've done, it's not possible to get where you need to go, but you can you know, not create more unforced errors that then put you in an even deeper hole so you know they're still trying to climb out but at the same time you know they they don't have the ability to go from you know where they were to getting back to even but what they've done is they've not spent a lot of money they took one shot there was one big fish in Yamamoto that they went after they gave at the time the highest offer it pretty much was matched I mean nobody could be upset if you're in New York they you know Steve Cohen went out offered 300 plus million dollars and tried to get the player because they know they can't really contend this year, but that was a much more long-term, as we saw the length of the deal with the Dodgers, kind of a scenario for the Mets. And it gave them a chance. That was their one opportunity to kind of, hey, look, if we're going to put ourselves more in this tax, we're going to you know, accrue more dollars that we really don't want to, let's do it for a player who's going to be part of the solution when we're at that level. But there just aren't those other guys out there. Is a Jordan Montgomery going to make the Mets a division winner? Is a Blake Snell even going to make the Mets a team that can contend with the Braves? They're just not. So that's pretty much why they're going with what they have. And I think the biggest issue is they're not the Milwaukee Brewers where David Stearns was. They're the New York Mets. These are things you do in Milwaukee. They're not things you normally can get away with doing in New York. That's the that's the, what I wanted to ask you about next. Talking to our pal Casey Stern here about the New York Mets in 2024. Uh, projected to win, uh, I've seen 81 to 83.5 games, um, which, by the way, 
I'll say it, you know, if nobody else will. I mean, we're a couple of fan bases here that really were left with egg on our face last year. We were. We were. We beat our chest uh, like crazy before the season started. You know, we had an owner that was willing to spend and wanted to win a World Series. He's no longer with us. It's been devastating to the organization, the city, everybody. Um, you guys have an owner that said, I have more money I know what to do with, and I will spend it. Do you get the sense, I mean, he hired David Stearns for a reason, right? Do you get the sense, though, that it's going to end up being a like a Steinbrenner-type situation where Cohen's like, all right, kid, like you're pinching pennies right now, and they're on me about this, and I've got the money to spend. Do you think that eventually there will be some friction between those two and the way they're doing business? I don't think so because we've got to remember how Steve Cohen made his money, and that's with understanding how to manage money, right? So even though he's got a lot of money, He's made money in his everyday life to get to this point, understanding when it's right to pounce and when it's not. And to be fair, even though things didn't work out, they were pouncing on a team that won 101 games, right? Third time they won over 100 in the franchise's history. That seems like a time to pounce. I think he understands now is not that time. The problem that he has is because everybody is so aware of his financials and of the money he has, it's always going to be, well, nobody cares about your taxes You've got oodles of money. Go out and spend and go buy another team and do it again. That's not the right way. And to me, he and Steinbrenner are different mostly in it. Look, I I grew up in New York watching, and and people think this is like, you know, some joke. But he put in articles in the New York Post, the owner, basically saying, I'm sorry to the fan base that everybody sucks. I mean, that's what I grew up with watching with George with the Yankees. Cohen's much more mild-mannered, despite having all of that money, He's not a guy who is diving in for the sake of diving in. They backed off things like Correa. They went at the deadline the opposite direction because they had to, even though it hurt them to do so financially and publicly last year. And I think because of that, he will be measured along with Stearns, despite, as you say, and you're correct, that New York fan base, that media are going to be all over this team for being what I think is probably around correct, probably at best about a 500 team here in 2024. Given the, their newfound responsibility in David Stearns, does Pete Alonzo have a future with the Mets? Should he have a future with the Mets? And what do fans think about Pete Alonzo? Is he like a, we got to keep him guy? Or is he like, he was, yeah, it's nice that we've had him and we enjoy the power and we, we enjoy Pete, but you, you can't really build a team around Pete Alonzo, or can you? I think the fans are all, for the most part, I'd say 99% in favor of keeping him. And I think the reasons are mostly, even though some Met fans, like any fan base, and even more so in some cases, are a little bit nutty, in most cases for the right reason. And that is the question you have to pose on the other side, which is, who are we without him, right? So we don't keep him. Where is the money going? How are we going to replace that power? We already don't have enough power. I think they should look at guys like J.D. Martinez and Soler and others because they don't have enough in the lineup as it is. How are we going to look if he's not there? Do I think Pete Alonso is the best first baseman in the league? I don't. Could you argue maybe he shouldn't get the money that a Matt Olson got or a Freddie Freeman got? You certainly could argue maybe he's not as good as those players. Fair argument. But for what the Mets need and the money we just stated Cohen has, and what he already is, the devil you know better than the devil you don't. I think the Mets should try and lock him up. If this goes out to free agency, he will be a guy who goes out in next year's market and get paid more elsewhere and I think price himself out of the Mets. To me, their opportunity is going to be up until the deadline, and that guy as quickly is where things get interesting. Very difficult for teams to trade the face of a franchise 
at any point, and if they get to the deadline and they don't think they can lock him up, waiting till free agency versus getting nothing for him, that's a price that you pay. And sometimes go look at the Angels with Otani, not comparing the two players, but looking at assets. If you don't get that guy off the market and go get what you can when the getting's good and he leaves anyway and you get nothing, that's a lot of egg on the face for a franchise, and it will be if they lose Alonzo entirely without trading him. Obviously, seeing Edwin Diaz during the World Baseball Classic, it was like the nightmare for every team, the World Base, like especially the way it happened. How is he coming along? Should he be full go for this season? Yeah, he's ready and full go, and I, I think to me the question with him is going to be how confident is he? Is you know, The body, they say, is healthy enough, and we know how these things could go. Obviously, it could go the other way, and you hope that doesn't happen. But assuming he's healthy enough, is he going to be confident? Is he going to be confident with where his body is? Because to me, the biggest thing that people don't remember about Diaz, he was freaking brilliant in Seattle, right? Had unbelievable numbers and then lost his confidence. When he got to New York, it was really, really difficult for him. Once he found it, he was unhittable. I think having a good start for him, feeling good about himself, going to be important and going to tell you a lot about what kind of season he has. He gets off to a rough start. I think this may be, I think still the contract will be okay, but this may be a year where he spends a part of it kind of finding himself and regaining that confidence that he had when we saw him with the trumpets before that injury. Casey Stern joins us on Ben and Woods. Last one for me, I'm looking at payrolls for this year, and, and you know, there's a lot of tax money that, that Cohen's got to spend, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, it's just, it's similar. It just looks, we look like similar franchises. It's going to be a top heavy lineup. You've got superstars like Lindor and in our case, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis. You've got Starling Marte makes a lot of money. Pete Alonso makes a lot of money. It's just a, a very similar dynamic between uh, our two teams, uh, Casey. So I wanted to ask you though, the young players that you guys have, and we, we've, we've seen a couple of them come up, make their debuts. Um, how close are some of those guys that they have in their system ready to make an impact? And do you could you foresee something at the deadline where the Mets are like, everybody's available. Everybody is available. And I mean Francisco Lindor, Marte, Nimmo, everybody's uh, Diaz, they're all out there. I think if Marte performed well, that's possible. I don't think Nimmo, he's a build-around guy for them, and I don't think by any chance that Lindor will be. They're not going to rebuild they're looking at this as a retooling. And, you know, I think part of the reason is they have a lot of confidence in. They've got a number of guys who are top 100 prospects. Jet Williams is very close. Uh, Acuna, Ronald's brother, obviously, is close. Gilbert is close. And then there's Alvarez, who, look, if you look at the year that he had, in you know, being bounced around a lineup in different parts of the order, you know, kind of figuring out how to play behind the plate, put up pretty good numbers for overall for a young kid in his season. And I think those power numbers will continue. He clearly is a guy who could end up hitting 35-40 at times during his career in terms of power numbers. So I like their young talent. The problem I have, guys, not enough young pitching talent. And that's where a lot of the age was. And if you want to go ahead and you want to move that needle and you want to outkick your coverage, you look at how Tampa Bay's done it for so many years. Think about the Dodgers with all their injuries last year. Think about what the Braves have done. Having young pitching and young pitching that can then come up. And the Padres, we've seen it too, right? And be who are those next guys. How did the Brewers with Stearns do it? Well, they did it with Corbin Burns, and they did it with Woodruff, right? I mean, Yelich, since the MVP season, has had issues. They had other problems in their lineup, couldn't score at times, but they pitched and found guys at the back end of the bullpen. How the young pitching develops is going to be something really to watch closely to see if the Mets 
can get better than we think they're going to be here over the next year or two. Casey, really appreciate your insight as Crushed always. It. Thanks for joining us on our Tier 1 tour talking New York Mets. Anytime, boys. Hey, hearing Tier 1 in the Mets doesn't sound good or right in the same time. <laughs> that's fair. The Tier Mediocre uh, Mediocrity yeah, Bus. It's actually we'll more of a reference to, to our fans as opposed to the uh, the team quality that we're talking about, but that's okay. I see what you mean. Casey Stern, Unfiltered Podcast. and You brought up the point, which is really interesting. It's a crazy how similar the Mets and the Padres really are. Yeah. If you go back, I was just looking at it, like to 2017, so the last you know, nine years, 2017 losing season, 2018 losing season, 2019 they actually had a winning season but didn't make the playoffs. 2020, the Padres had a good, had the good pandemic <laughs> short season. The Mets didn't. They didn't make that postseason. 2021, though, was a disappointment. 2022, uh, the Mets had the better regular season, but of course we know what happened. Came down to one game in the playoffs, Joe Musgrove. You know, shutting them the down year. there in game yep. three, but they were essentially right there, the same team up until the last day. And then 2023, the giant payrolls and complete disappointment of 2023. Yeah, the Mets and the Padres have been on a very, very similar parallel arc, yeah. parallel arc over the last uh, almost better part of a decade now. It's it's wild to think about, uh, certainly. And and but no, I, I I saw a lot of Mets fans last year, and and the guys they went out and got, just like the guys we went out and got, and. You just felt really good going in the season. That lasted all of about ninety days, and then it kind of you started to panic a little bit. That um, Edwin Diaz, who was so good oh, in twenty twenty two WBC injury, you felt the air just but out the, of the, the whole tire. The moment when they were all so excited at City Field to eventually bring him in and hopefully you know, lock down the series and. Joe had his great game, and Potters were up like what was it, like seven nothing, yep. and they brought him in, they and they still him. played his played the song, <laughs> played the song, and everything, and we can all like, we can just enjoy it. Like you know what, this doesn't make me nervous at all because they are down by well, so many in this Mer- game. Moreno makes a good point. He goes, "Well, we're not not that similar moving forward. Mets have crazy money. Allegedly, we are broke. So yeah, I mean, it's it's different different levels certainly with Steve yeah, Cohen going down actually by similar amounts in terms of yeah. payroll if you include the moves they made at the." The trade deadline last year, there is a very similar retrenchment of that payroll as well. Yeah, what did Casey call it? Like we call it the transition transition year. Yeah, that's what we're. They're we're on both a transition in. year as well. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Paulie's got some headlines in the Rindle report. Uh, we will still have a, our Super Bowl picks to give away in our final hour as well. Don't go anywhere. Ben Woods wrapping up on a Friday on ninety-seven three The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 